And now we're going to talk about how we should handle this idea of the girl boss scammer and whether we should how we should consider the morality of mm. it um and how we should consider the victims yeah. and just how we treat these people as a society yeah because i think one of the things that pops up is the harm that these people have caused mm. um so you reckoned it was more than 200,000 anna delvey yep. scams in total and it was mainly from big banks and corporations but she did specifically i've got the stats here it was 62,000 from one of her friends yeah no 62,000 that's like I mean, I don't know what average people's life savings are in America, but I imagine that's way, way more than, you know. Yeah, this- no, it's an insane amount. Yeah. And I think in conjunction with that, I think she got paid something like, I don't... It's, I've got the stats here, 320... Um, oh my gosh, 320,000 by Netflix. Yes, that was it. The show about her life. So not only did she, like, steal money from those who, like, she betrayed into trusting her... Um, she also managed to profit off I it. know. This is the bit that I have the problem with yeah. because I think it's fine. I, I think there's a level where it's fine to take an interest in these people mm-hmm. and it's fine to take an interest in their lives and also it kind of has brought about a certain level of awareness about yeah. these type of things. Um, but why are we paying her like 500,000 pounds? Like, no, 300,000, was it? Uh, 320,000. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that shouldn't really be on. That's where yeah. I think the line draws the draw how do you say it the line should be drawn line. yeah, yeah. Um, but also I think one of the things with Anna Delvey she's now got such like a popular culture like mass culture following yeah um, so she was on a Call Me Daddy podcast yeah months back. she's also been on Julia Fox our favourite <laughs> um, her podcast as well um, and now she's on ours and now she's welcome on Anna, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> you can only wish um, do we <laughs> maybe not I'll do an know. impression <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> But it's just, I think that's, with Anna, it's slightly harder because the people she hurt, she did hurt some friends, but a lot of them are corporations. And I think that's why people are like so gleeful about her whole story. But with others like Elizabeth Holmes, she literally sold false medical equipment to people. And in America, especially with like the medical situation, medical insurance. Yeah. Like, I just... I think it's so hard to get. Yeah. Obviously, it's difficult to get in anyone's mindset. I can so easily put myself into Anna Delvey's so much more than Elizabeth Holmes, mm. though, because well, I firstly don't understand how she didn't get, how she didn't think she was ever going to get caught. Yeah. Or did she think she was going to get caught and get away with it? Like, those two things don't really seem to add up. And then the second of, like, if you want to scam someone, why choose something that people's, like, psychological health will depend on? Yeah. Like, imagine spending money. Imagine desperately, like, being in quite a poor situation, desperately wanting to have one of those tests, or someone investing in it and it just falling apart, being completely dissolved. It just makes... I just can't... I can't follow that, like, line of thought. I think it's quite psychopathic. No, I do. I think it's just, like, disregard for actual, like, living people. Mm. But you were saying you find her less likeable, and this is really interesting because she is statistically a lot less likeable. Like, you can look at public reactions, kind of Mm. measure it that way. And there was a breakdown. And one of the things people found, partly because of her black uh, background, um, she is kind of middle upper class. Mm. I think America doesn't quite work the same. But she came from quite a rich family, whether Anna Delvey didn't. Well, so yeah, she went to uni. so yeah. she And university is so she, expensive Harvard there. Harvard as well. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people's public opinion was this is a rich woman who didn't need to be doing this in the first yeah. place. Um, but also one of the things I found this really interesting um, so she styled herself a lot around Steve Jobs. She was quite famous for having the black mm-hmm. polo neck. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I mentioned earlier, she literally had a voice coach to change her voice to make it lower, which is more masculine. Yeah. And then one of those articles, very psychoanalysis, maybe don't put too much weight on it. So we dislike her because she was so masculine. Because she tried to assume yeah. a more masculine figure, so because, she's not owning. Yeah. Yeah. Which I do think is kind of an interesting one to think about. No, I do. I, I think that it, you naturally just don't warm to that kind mm. of, don't warm to that kind of crime and don't warm to that. I think the thing that struck me when I was reading it, I was like, she gets into Harvard. She's attending Harvard. She's clearly in a privileged position to be able to pay for that education. She's clearly privileged in the fact she's smart enough to go there. And she just throws away her education to create a scheme that's going to be damaging for hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, I just... <laughs> make I, it make sense. Yeah, please. Mm. What a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> just word again. Um, but one of the other ones, so there's been a couple of um, films that were released. So we've got The Bling Ring, which was from the early 2010s, which was Sofia Coppola, um, big names, and it had Emma Watson and a couple of others. And it was about... It's based on a real life story of this group of um, American teenagers who broke into celebrities' houses, mainly Paris Hilton. That was like their number one. Oh, really? Yeah, they would climb in through the cat flap. Um, they were literally that young and that small. They were. That's they so cool. Robbed a lot, a lot of money um, of various rich celebs. But again, they are kind of well. They had a film made about them, and they're yeah. seen in this very cool, quirky kind of light. I think it is slightly to do with the victims. It's not only maybe just to do with marginalisation of Elizabeth Holmes, but her crimes are against your average people. Whether people yeah, like Anna this is Delvey, true. Punching up versus punching yeah. down. It's, it, there is a difference, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think also with Anna Delvey, the, the reason why she was able to scam her friends out of that much mm -hmm. money was because they were so immensely wealthy, yeah. which immediately earns them less sympathy, I think, because you think they're losing less. I mean, they might not be, and it's still emotionally traumatic for them, and it's still awful, but it's not comparable in the same way as it is to someone promising almost a life-saving life treatment to someone and then being turning out to be a scam. Yeah, because you see that in like um, a lot of the kind of media about the victims. So especially mm. with the Bling Ring, the film, the actual celebs which were targeted, including Paris Hilton, it was an immense violation. They literally had people breaking into the house and going through their stuff. Mm. They got zero sympathy. Yeah. They were called like stupid and they're like, oh my God, she got robbed by teenagers. Like how, how Paris Hilton of her, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like she was seen as being dumb for having like been burgled. Yeah, um, I think that is often the case with these yeah. type of crimes. Like, um, I was watching The Tidna Swindler and I was then listening to the podcast um, like where two two of the women who'd been scammed were being interviewed and they talked about their like, experiences after having been scammed and the lack of, um, like, sort of empathy they'd been mm -hmm. given and the lack of treatment that they were real victims of the situation yeah. and they actually had lost a lot of their... They, they'd lost their savings. They couldn't be compensated by it, but people blame them for being dumb, trusting and falling in love yeah. and being gold diggers and all of these type of, like, kind of horrible characterizations of a victim. Also, that word gold digger is such, like... Uh, there's just so much meaning behind it that you... I don't know. It's not, like... It's a word that's targeted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there is just this lack of sympathy for victims of scams. You're often yeah. seen as stupid. Yeah. Having fallen for it. I mean, I think also... <laughs> that was just my laptop telling us <laughs> what time Thank it is. Thank you. Um, I've lost my train of thought a bit now. But I think on... I was just actually circling back to Anna Delvey and Holmes. I was thinking Anna Delvey's victims all 
profited in the end. The big banks got reimbursed Mm -hmm. and the victim, I mean, one of the most prolific ones who I think was the one she scammed the most money out of, then got her story stuck. She made money off her story and made it all back um, and actually profited from the experience, Mm -hmm. which is an important plot point in the actual um, series about it. So her victims don't seem quite so affected in the same way as the Holmes one. Um, But at the same and I actually felt less sorry in in watching I did feel less sorry for them because they'd benefited off Anna's kindness effectively and generosity and her being like oh I'll pay for this hotel and then not paying for it relying on her friends to pay for it when I just think like yeah that kind of victim just seems slightly different that's kind of why I find the Caroline Caroline Calloway (laughs) I will learn this name by the end Uh, Caroline Calloway case so interesting because a lot of her victims, no, I don't know whether you use the word victims, but a lot of the people she was accused of scamming were obviously rich enough where they could pay nearly $200 yes. for an event. And that or is, 75 for some skincare. Yeah, literally. And there was a lack of sympathy for that, even though these were normal people. These, mm. She's kind of not targeting the rich and the famous here or the big banks. But there's still people who have that expendable income. And a lot of them were seen as daft and dumb and expecting too much. Um, yeah all of that no I think that is definitely the case in in many of the cases and I also read that um, the people who were the victims of the Tinder Swindler have now set up like a charity for this oh like an organisation for this unique type of victim because I think it's such an individual thing to go through we're talking about like a romantic interest Mm -hmm. or even a friendship investment and like someone like Anna Delvey and then them doubling back and not being the person that you thought they were Um, and it's just such a unique loss and unique feeling of betrayal no, definitely. I think it's also one that's on the rise, um, particularly over the pandemic. We saw lots and lots of mm. scamming cases um, increase. Um, so anyway, that was a kind of a little bit of a chat about the morality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for your philosophical input there. Yeah, Eva. so much philosophy. <laughs> God, I couldn't stop. <laughs> uh, and we're going to hear a little bit of a reflection today. A little mm. sit down. And what everyone can just have learn? a think. Can everyone have a think, please? Oh, this lovely <laughs> everyone afternoon. come with one question <laughs> they'd like to pose. Um, so yeah, Eva, what what maybe is your your takeaway then? Um, I think well, I'm thinking of my initial takeaway when I was mm-hmm. watching the documentaries and my thought that well, firstly, I feel like I never thought I could be. I never really considered scamming to be that much of a threat, but clearly it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be more cautious of what I'm doing, but also at the same time, it just showed me that I kind of got this weird perspective on life where I was like, these people literally yeah. don't give a shit about what they're doing. They are just taking the idea that we're just living like you were alive for like 70 years and being like okay fuck it I'll just pretend I'm a millionaire and see where I can get to I find that interesting and kind of gave me a more like yeah I don't know sort of fucking attitude to everything I which is good and bad it is definitely good because there's two sides of that there's the, both the incredibly narcissistic yeah not calling you a narcissist no, no 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 but there's like that really like it's all about me but then there's also like I do feel in like popular culture at the moment we are being told like we're the main character of the oh, story. Oh yes, I actually hate. I hate main character yeah. moments. I think I've said no. this before in a real snack I can all show. I just, I'm like, well, of course you're the bloody main character in your story because yeah. your the, your the whole only. perspective mm. is centered around you. So if you're not the main character, I, that's just a matter. Of, oh yeah, yeah I'm not right. going to go on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you get from the? from today yeah um, so what have you learned sally what have i learned <laughs> um <laughs> so much uh a little bit i think kind of about how fragile society is mm. um so 
a little bit that maybe these big institutions, these big banks, these famous names, they're not actually that much bigger and better than any of us. They're still human they're and still, still subject human to human flaws of judgment. Yeah, no, I think maybe a little bit of empathy. That's what I've learned. Because, yeah, we were talking about um, the victims of the scams earlier. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've never really thought too much about. When mm-hmm. I watch these shows, I'm watching them for the story. I'm not watching them kind of as like I would a murder document, like real yeah. crime, I think. I'm always very concerned about how the murdered person is portrayed. And their families. I always True. think about the families, to be yeah. fair. No. But that's because it's also so much more apparent and the loss is so much more mm. apparent. You're faced with a human life being lost. With a scam, you're faced with... I mean, your quality of life and like your pathway of your life is clearly massively derailed if you've been scammed out of loads of money. But also, at the end of the day, it's you can quantify it as money and not as mm. the experience. You don't see the experience; you see the numbers, which I think makes it more less uh, personal and like yeah. intimate. The like way it's a lot it. less tangible. Yeah, um, that's I think when you see those sorts of figures, also especially because like the scale they go into, kind of what was it? Uh, it was in the t- over two hundred thousand. Yeah, we took. At that point, my brain stops computing. Yeah. Unless something very interesting happens in a couple of years, I doubt that's going to be a sum that's ever re- like relevant or real in yeah. my life. So it's just not something that I can actually picture um, or understand. I've just had a thought. If you mm-hmm. got 200,000 people in a room yeah, and everyone gave you, you were like, can I just have one pound, please? <laughs> and everyone just gave you a pound, you'd be have 200,000 pounds? True. I Sorry, mean, that is a ridiculous way to look at things. Okay. But imagine you just scammed... A two hundred thousand people out of you were like, okay, if you give me a pound, I'll give you a lollipop, and then they give you a pound, and you don't give. Them. This is how like basic economics works. Because I was like, and then you could you could actually just charge them. <laughs> you could just buy twenty eight p lollipops and give it to them and charge them a pound for it. Like, sorry, don't introduce it to Bitcoin anyone. <laughs> Have you heard about <laughs> NFTs? Um, yeah, but I think that's my main takeaway from today. Uh, it's this fragility of culture. But also, I think it tells us a bit about us as a society. Yeah. The fact that we're so, so ready to just get rid of our morals <laughs> for a good story. Yeah. Like, an hour in front of Netflix. Yeah. I reckon some poor little American can lose a couple of thousand hundreds. Yeah. yeah. I also think... Or a lollipop it, or two. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so fictitious in the fact that, like, the stories that are being told to you don't really seem real yeah. and you're not in contact with any of the victims so it's kind of easy, easy to like as if you were watching a piece of fiction to spend your morals and enjoy it for the sake of the story forgetting that with every watch like yeah. Netflix is being told that, that we enjoy these stories and they should reward the people who affect like or indirectly reward the people who give us these stories by by paying Anna Delvey 300,000 for their story and things like that so mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to be disconnected from the morality of watching it. But at the same time, I want to watch it. Like, this is, it's so clear that contradiction is, I mean, quite prevalent across in like different yeah. parts of our life. But this is just one instance. Yeah. How easily we, or how low we go for a bit of glitz and glam, kind of. Yeah. You know, the levels we steep. For a bit of gossip. For a bit of goss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think, yeah, that was a nice a nice little recap. Thank yeah. you for joining me for a moment of reflection there, Eva. No worries, Sally, anytime. We've been talking about girl, uh, girl scammers mm-hmm. or female scammers, yeah. the concept of how that interplays with girl bosses. Yeah. So we've kind of gone over a little bit today, giving you the whole backstory. Yeah. We had, who are these female scammers? <laughs> who Why? the hell are they? <laughs> what are they doing in my studio? What the hell are they doing? <laughs> 
Um, and what leads women to scamming? What's going on with them? Why we like them? And then we had a nice little chat about the morality of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think we kind of covered a fair amount of ground because we were chatting about what this says about our modern society, yeah. what this says about us. I as, think like, it the sums up we're pretty much quite gleefully immoral mm-hmm. about everything. We love yeah. a good immoral story, <laughs> yeah. despite the fact that it probably is not benefiting who we think it should. Yeah, it's not a positive outlook for society, I think we society can say. Is- going in a negative direction yeah. and we should pretty much just give up before we selling our souls for a netflix program <laughs> um so One netflix program at time <laughs> so yeah well i think maybe one of the things that we didn't talk about was predicting the future of female scamming so maybe yeah. if you are lovely listeners have any ideas on what comes next or for the considering a future career yeah. in, as a female scammer just get in touch and let us know what you're thinking of doing your scam on yeah um if it's gonna be product based if we can be sort of investments eva has great ideas about bitcoin i have heard i've got this great idea for a lollipop (laughs) business so if anyone wants to get involved with that just leave a comment on our instagram um and yeah we hope you've had a good time listening to our show i think it's been a lot of fun presenting we enjoyed ourselves definitely but that was us from me eva and sally 